Hello and welcome back, baby. It's our first episode of the 2021 NHL season. This is your host, Spencer Ash Jones from Off the Tape Podcast. Joining me here is our co host, the fan. And boy, are we ever excited to get things real, you know. Just everything's riling up so much with the hockey season underway. How's it going, bud? Oh, man. You know, it's it's just that time of the year where we can finally hunker down in our lockdowns and actually spend time watching hockey with loved ones. And that means you and me watching hockey together, buddy. And I'm very excited about that. Well, were you last, like, you know, past 11 p.m. last night then? Oh, that one, I was in bed. Uh, that I'm going to be honest, I'm a bit of a boomer on that on that end during the work week, but it's the weekend now, so I'm excited. I'm going to hunker down and watch some Colorado and St. Louis tonight uh, as we are recording this a uh, couple days into the season here. And yeah, it's just, uh, I'm just so excited. Ottawa's on live against the uh, the Maple Leafs, and it's just, uh, it's just so good to see hockey again. It's uh, so good my, seeing Senators TV. hockey again. How about 310 days was it? It was 310 days before since our last game or something like that. Well, since Nuts. March 12th, because that's when we lost to yes. Los Angeles. There, it was March 12th then, yeah. and here we are, January 15th. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> Episode 27. We're we're working our way up, little by little. You know, just part of all of our rebuilds here before we finally make it big. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking and, of 27, and... you got a 27 for us, Steph. Oh, well, I got to stick to the Ottawa way here and uh, choose a man who has one hell of a bend on his stick. And I'm talking about his hockey stick, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Schaefer. Uh, absolute legend. The way not just uh, his curve was, but the, the taping on his stick was quite unique, too. So I'm going to go with Peter Schaefer. Well, you know, formerly number 15 there and until uh, Heater, Danny Heatley, came to town and he opted to switch to 27. Yeah, Which, you know, it's kind of an odd, weird number, I think, uh, for any forward to have. But I, I think uh, like your love and fascination for Eric Condra not being able to score is the same thing for me as Peter Schaefer back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that I remember every time we bring him up, it's just like, how don't you score 50 with that curve? And like, it was the most illegal thing. I've It was more illegal than murder, that curve. And yet he like, always opted to pass, pass shoot the puck wide pass and then finally shoot it on net yeah i i don't even know it was crazy to me but who's your number 27 man my 27 here oh boy you cannot go wrong with this guy on the back end defenseman from edmonton alberta the third overall draft pick of the 1991 nhl draft this guy here is like like, uh, he's just the poster child or poster player here for winning everything and anything possible. I'm talking about Scott Niedermeyer. World yep. Junior Gold, World Cup Gold, Olympic Gold twice, World Championship Gold, Memorial Cup Championship, Stanley Cup Champion, WHL two-time champion. And sorry, that's four Stanley Cups that he's won. Along to go yeah. with a James Norris for uh, best defenseman of a season and a Conn Smythe. And of course, as I mentioned there, he's won a world champion. He's won a gold medal, world championship gold medal, and a Stanley Cup. So that makes him part of the triple gold club there. The only thing that Scott Niedermeyer has never won is a beer league championship. That is how hey, great this guy is. 
Hey, you know what? I think that's coming for the guy uh, just uh, based on his years. Hopefully he isn't some beer league over in Edmonton, Alberta, destroying guys, not letting them score any goals. Well, he actually just became uh, the own franchise owner of the Cranbrook Bucks out in the Junior A uh, League in the uh, British Columbia in their BCHL league out there. Huh. Uh, past few years, he has been a development coach with the Anaheim Ducks, but, you know, he... He's, he's living a good life uh, for sure nowadays, especially with his three young boys coming up along in the hockey. To not, uh, you know, some potential there, but, you know, maybe may more along in the college hockey games. But, you know, yeah. what, what a phenomenal defenseman uh, Scott Niedermeyer was, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's an all-time great. Like, you could say just not from the winning resume, but just watching him, he's, he's a guy that every young player should, should learn from, you know? especially in the defensive end. It's just his positioning was impeccable, and he just was an amazing leader too. So, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of uh, crazy to think that, uh, I mean, he was... When did he retire now? I think it's been about eight years since he retired. Ten years. Nine years? He, Ten he years. retired uh, the season after, Canada won, after Crosby's golden goal. Yeah, that's right. So 10 years already since he's retired, and it felt or like he's still... say 11 years, but yeah, sorry. If it just felt like he played in the NHL yesterday, so it's kind of kind of crazy. But I guess uh, speaking of uh, teams that played in the NHL yesterday, uh, we got underway a couple days ago, and and I find and after opening night, I got to watch a couple of other teams and some of the other divisions, and it kind of got me thinking like we need to give some of our predictions for these teams, regardless of what we saw the last two nights. We know these last two nights are kind of like the the preseason of the regular season, even though it's a shortened season with some of the rusty hockey we've seen, but. You know, it, it's just kind of crazy that, you know, we'll go division by division and we'll bring up some news maybe that we see happening within the division too. But I guess to kind of start off, well, we already gave uh, well, we already gave our our predictions and thoughts and analysis of you know the North Division there. The what yeah. will, what will be you know basically Game of Thrones where you got seven different lands that are all going trying to be king of the North and ever king yep. Kingsland. However you want to say it, King's Landing there. That one's already yeah. taken care of. Yeah. But well, it's, uh, Canada's, it's Canada's landing, you could say. I don't know. Just yeah. to kind of keep it with the Well, just the starting. North. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's going to win the North? And I, I mean, we're biased, but I genuinely do think because of the rivalries that exist in the North that it is going to be the most entertaining division throughout the year, potentially. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how things go along there. But we're going to speak about some of the other divisions today. And I think I was going to say... Uh, we should start off with Scott Niedermeyer's old team and the division over there and, and look at uh, some of those Atlantic, uh, or sorry, Pacific teams and see how they're going to kind of mesh together and, and play. I think we kind of anticipate that that one's going to be dog shit. So, Pacific? So. What do you mean Pacific? St. Louis isn't in Pacific. Minnesota is in Pacific. <laughs> but it's yes, so that... weird. It's so weird. Well, wait till we get to the Central then, you know. That's looking a lot more like the baseball divisions out there. Yeah, I yeah, it's really weird how uh, the two the, the north and then that eastern division like we, and we mentioned that last time they're just looking so much better. I mean, we have to trudge through these and kind of give our predictions. Uh, but you know, th- obviously, there's a couple of new young players in those divisions as well. I mean, we saw Minnesota had a rookie step up in their game last night. Somebody that you were pretty high on that you actually picked in your fantasy pool, the only one in our fantasy pool. So kudos to you, buddy. Um, you know, Anaheim, uh, I mean, Drysdale. So, uh, you know, he didn't play last night, though, I'm pretty sure, I, I if, if I recall. I don't think he even is going to get the chance. But, you know, they just have a lot of good young talent in Anaheim. And, 
you know, you have the LA Kings with uh, with a couple of their new young guys. So there's a lot of new young guys in the in that division. But yeah, just I'm not motivated to really watch them. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> well, so the thing though is uh, that they actually came out um, saying a little different rules because n- n- how do you say it? So the WHL and OHL aren't playing right now, obviously because of COVID. The Q has already started, but something yeah. that they permitted and allowed is. Any players who are junior eligible who are up on their NHL teams are allowed signing an AHL contract so that yes. they can be permitted to play with an AHL team until their junior season gets going, if it actually winds up doing so. So that's yeah. where so that's actually where you'll see a lot of their younger guys will get around to doing that. And fuck Toronto just scored. Um, yeah, but uh but no, yeah. So you'll see. Um, so so that's where you'll see like your Drysdale and your Trevor Zegras as well. There they'll start down the minors, even though Zegras is uh, you know from the college bound. But all your junior prospects, uh, Canadian junior prospects. Yeah. But you know, uh, personally, yeah, you know, it's uh, Anaheim will be interesting. It'll be fine. You know, they're still in a soft rebuild right now with a lot yeah. of their younger players coming up. But it was great to see Max Comtois. He scored two goals against Vegas last night. You know, they oh, still yeah. got a great young guy in Troy Terry, Sam Steele there. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Max Jones, once he comes back from his injury, you know, he'll be lights out as well. Uh, but, yeah, no, definitely for this Anaheim team, it's, you know, it's soft rebuild and everything. They're going to come up along. But I think I think just getting into it, like, who do you think are the four teams that you see from that West Division who would make, go for, make it for the playoffs? Oh, man, I mean, if I had to pick... I will say, oh man, like even even for me, it's kind of interesting. I mean, you have to say that Vegas is an obvious pick to probably even take the division, at least for me personally. I don't see how, I don't see how they don't. Um, what about Colorado? Yeah, yeah, Colorado and Vegas are kind of my two easy picks. I think St. Louis will get back in there, but then after that, that last position that's going to be battled for, I think that's the big one. Um, I think yeah, yeah. Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis—they'll fight for top spot. I think, I think one factor that everybody's kind of forgetting is they're gonna be so you're gonna be so you're only in division. You know, you don't have that opportunity to catch a team by surprise, pick up points going to the East Coast and stuff like that because you haven't played them. They're all gonna get to know each other so well. So you're gonna see habits of players more often. You're gonna get used to them. Some players, some teams might get better at playing certain teams. Um, so that's just kind of that wild card into how that might play out for a lot of these guys. But I'm going to say San Jose will get in. I think Couture Ooh. being healthy. I think Couture being healthy and, and being there, I think it's going to help them. Um, and it's just going to be tight. I think it's I think San Jose, LA, Minnesota, they're going to fight for that last spot. But, you know, I think Eric Carlson being a minus will carry them to that fourth spot. Yeah, personally, I see Vegas and Colorado finishing top two. Jesus. Oh, god damn. Getting back here now. Uh, But I definitely see Vegas and Colorado finishing top two there. Uh, You know, it's just Vegas is as good as Vegas is, you know. It's definitely still uh, an upgrade getting uh, Petrolangelo bringing him oh, in yeah. and laying Schmidt walkouts or trading out the door. Yeah, um, that's a hell of an It might be upgrade. a little interesting, though, maybe behind the scenes with how many players are upset that they're all pretty much rumored to be on the block uh, just to make salary. Like, we saw Vegas' first game. They only had five skaters because of salary cap reasons, or five defensemen for salary yep. cap reasons. 
Colorado. Joe Sack has done a tremendous job with being patient with this club here. And he kept on adding on, adding on, adding on. Uh, you know, but I think definitely, though, for Colorado, Colorado needs a bigger bump on their second line for offensive scoring there. Just yeah. I just find it's just such a massive drop-off from that first to second line. And, it went, and I think you maybe saw a little bit of last year, but where the first line does so well that the other forward lines, even defensemen, I, like they just get a little too much into thinking, oh yeah, that top line will do all the scoring. They can handle it all, and they kind not really recognizing they back off a little much. So I wouldn't mind, but again, like Sakic isn't known for trading away like his first, second rounders at the trade deadline. So yeah. for him to do that and just stay course, I think will be a little telling, a little interesting to see there. But yeah, I see those I, two, yeah, I see those two finishing top two there. Well, no, I was gonna agree. I was gonna say, does Sakic? finally pull the trigger on trading away one of those first or second rounders to go and you know acquire that player that he thinks is going to win them a cup this year in a shortened season where you know you hope your players are a little fresher heading into the playoffs and yeah it's going to be very telling you're right telling to see if they fail again let's say in the first round you know he's done a great job but do they just need somebody else that's willing to be more aggressive with the pieces yeah, well, I can tell you right off the bat, too, that there are a team that doesn't have any pieces are the Arizona Coyotes. Because as a Wolf Pack, <laughs> there's plenty of dog shit around. So I don't see Arizona qualifying for the postseason this year with all the players they had to trade away, all the problems behind the scenes uh, behind the scenes this past summer. I don't see them making it. Um, I find I, I, I initially I was thinking St. Louis was going to be pretty much a lot to get in there, but I kind of question potentially maybe they're not because again they are relying on Hoffman covering up for Tarasenko's role until Tarasenko yeah. can get back in and it's like Eric you know what like what a great bonus that is there to the lineup oh, yeah. once Tarasenko gets in but I oh there we go Kachuk baby um yeah <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to keep a straight face while we while we do this podcast my man it's hard not to celebrate. And I think a Zaitsev got through that one on net too. Uh, but yeah, so anyways. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I think... Um, so I, don't know, I could see St. Louis finishing third. I would not be shocked if they even finished fourth. Um, I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, initially I'd say St. Louis I felt was going to be a lock. But Petrolano might be missed. Like a little bit of his presence and leadership in the locker room. I think yeah. definitely someone like Tory Krug brings a little bit more offensive capability than Petrolangelo. Not saying Petrolangelo is, you know, that he's down there for not being able to produce or anything. But I think someone like Krug, where his tenacity and his being on the left side as well, like him, yeah. pairing, up, him pairing up with Pareko is going to be pretty good for the for those two there. Um, okay. But I feel that, you know, when, when you lose Tarasenko in the locker room you lose petrolangelo yeah. in the locker room you're losing alex dean in the locker room now you're bringing in a guy who's cancerous and mike hoffman um you know you never know what could happen there and i think uh, the jury's still a little bit out there on bennington as well it's like yeah obviously great run won the stanley cup but i think it's yeah. still a little wait and see he's only it's he's only a third year player now in the league there um and i'd say it's kind of up there with like the minnesota wild as well where Initially, I was thinking that, yeah, Arizona and Minnesota might be contending with each other. But as I said, Arizona, they're going to be they're Like, they're not going to be anything special. The only, no. the only thing I have with Minnesota is the fact that they don't really have any solid, like, centermen. Like, no one, like, a 
absolute tier elite guy down the middle yeah. right now to help them out. Yeah, they have um, nobody. Yeah, you know, so so they don't have like a number one centerman to help out offensively. They're fantastic on the wings. Don't get me wrong, as we saw last yeah. night. Loaded. Kirill Kaprasov, the new thrill in the league, because move aside Kessel, there's a new one here. And seeing Kaprasov there, uh, you know, producing like he did last night, but they have a lot of good young guys in their lineup on the wings. Defensively, they're pretty good, but I think it's just full of question marks in in between the pipes. When you look at Alex Stalock, Cam Talbot, and Kapo Kakinen as well in there. So I, I, I could maybe see potentially minnesota making a little bit of noise but i do feel that we will see one california team return to the postseason yeah that one i don't know it's yeah you mentioned san jose i just look at san jose's third and fourth line and i'm just like holy shit like i've never (laughs) seen a team have like seven ahl lines and two to three of them are up on the nhl squad you know outside of you know southern ontario but um you know wow (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so and maybe I, the Senators last year, but that's beyond the. <laughs> no, you're talking about Belleville. Yeah, they only had four. <laughs> but uh, I don't. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it'll be pretty intriguing there. But I think Colorado will still come away with that division there in, in general. <laughs> I'm still delayed. <laughs> I thought I'd. Del- I thought I'd throw it in there for the podcast. A little hands up celebration for the for the banger there. What a goal. You're going to love who scores it. Well, I see uh, Tierney's line is out. <laughs> You're going to love who scores and even just all the assists. You're going to be like, this is the most Ottawa 2021 goal in the nice world. Shot. Watson from Coburn and Nick Paul. Who would have drawn that one up, kids? <laughs> oh, they they got the puck too. That's awesome that he asked for it. I love well, it. He just celebrated his birthday earlier this past week too. Oh, that's awesome. I love seeing that. But yeah, so 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 if you had to pick a California team to sneak in, who is it? Ooh. Quick quick fire, gut feeling. Who's the gut feeling? Gut feeling? I think I gotta go with LA. Okay, cool. Yeah. But you see the the vets and the young guys meshing enough to get them in, eh? Well, and I think even just the coaching staff there, too. You know, you got an experienced guy, McClellan, behind the bench. Anaheim, well, you got Dallas Eakins. He's had trouble at the NHL level. And San Jose, they still have, uh, you know, I think it's pronounced Boofner. I remember from the NHL 01 video game when he was yeah. a player in the league. But I think, you know, still question marks with him at the helm and everything. But, yeah. And I think we can yeah. uh, slide over to the next time zone there. Of uh, several time zones playing in the same division, the Central. Well, the Central is the one where it, it's so weird because I, it's funny. I was going to make a joke about five minutes ago in this podcast that Chicago is so ready to tank because uh, Tampa Bay is up 3 nothing, But it's 3-2 out of nowhere. Uh, Chicago Uh-oh. has decided to start playing the game of hockey, believe it or not. Uh, Debrinket actually now has two points in the game. Good for the good for him uh, showing up. But, uh. yeah, I, I, I think uh, I think in that uh, in that one it's it's – I want to say it's fairly evident who, who's going to kind of run away with it. I think it's the former cup champs are going to absolutely annihilate that division. I know usually you kind of see a drop Chicago? off with a team. <laughs> Bruh. Dude, there are three teams here that I don't think, well, okay, Dallas and Florida might not get any points for like a week simply because they're both in COVID protocol right now. So no, nothing's happening Dallas there. Is. 
Oh, really? It's not Florida? Oh, it's, it's only just it's only because Dallas and Florida were playing each other in their first two games. Oh, okay. But <laughs> bottom three in that division is so easy: Chicago, Detroit, Dallas. It's just, it's just, I'm just putting them there. Like, uh, those are the three teams I'm putting there, and that's that. So then you're, I'm left with choosing between the other teams on who's going to stay in. Okay, Tampa wins the division. I think Nashville is going to be there. I think there's been a lot of brouhaha around Florida, and we'll get into that in a moment. But I think that Carolina will be in there, and then it's just going to be super tight between Columbus and Florida. But I think it's just going to depend on how things pan out because one thing you wanted to talk about was maybe there's a disconnect between Quenville and the players and, you know, Yandel and now Barkov rumors. So, yeah, it's kind of weird over in Florida. I don't know what's brewing over there. I don't know... um, what's happening with the i don't know did the cat get wet is it is it not liking things like what, what's happening in florida yeah you know it's it's definitely kind of interesting with all you know you've heard several players over the past year under quenville have not really matched up well there's been you know it's uh how do you say it? like like there's just not much chemistry being found there and quenville's like you know obviously quenville gets a great say on his team and everything but it is kind. It is fairly intriguing when you do hear some of the players here and there. They're wanting out because they're just not working and immediately yeah. are found in the doghouse, or maybe yeah. the, the cat scratching tree here. Yeah, um, I don't know what to call it, but uh... <laughs> but yeah, you know, definitely with Keith Yandel's Iron Man streak, like, that's pretty interesting. And I think the funniest thing, because uh, I think just the funniest thing with that in general too, is the fact that. Uh, it might be even a savior, the fact that Dallas uh, got COVID because now he's got yeah. like an extra week before their next game. So it's just like, all right, prepare yourself here. You got a whole week before, you know, you need to uh, continue that Ironman streak. It's not immediately you lose out on it. Yeah, but, you might get uh, lucky in the end. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely uh, in, definitely in agreement. I think Tampa Bay is going to walk, run, skate away with the Skies, baby, Tierney. There it is. Yeah, Tierney um, in front of the net. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm in agreement that uh, Tampa Bay is going to run away at the division there. Um, yeah, yeah. You at Chicago? I've been saying since I think middle of summer that they're going to look to rebuild now. Just yep. get a clean sheet there and everything, and you know, look for maybe a couple years of maybe being down the basements and just completely reload and restock on their prospects and everything there. Um, yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and again, same thing. Detroit's not going to be anything special. They're like they basically just got a whole bunch of fillers to do what they can for 56 games and yep. maybe, you know, 112 practices. Um, so I'd definitely <laughs> say Chicago and Detroit won't be in. Tampa will be up there. And that's what I find is kind of intriguing because you're looking at teams like Carolina, Lumbus, Dallas, Florida, and Nashville. Five of those teams to make three other playoff spots. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I, I kind of want to say maybe Columbus won't make it. I think just because you saw what happens – like all the players they lost, yeah, you know they did they did well yeah. last year for their players losing out, but yeah. they, they they just have so many unknown players throughout their roster and their depth that's just like oh, how the hell could we not know about this guy from Denmark who's got four syllables to his last name and what about this guy who's got you know all the way from Latvia and everything and oh how can we not pick up on him? <laughs> but that's but that's the thing it's it's I hate going against unknown guys who probably are skilled because. If you don't have the notebook on them for the first quarter of the season, if they go on a run in a shortened season, it's almost in a way enough to squeak, f- make you fight for that fourth spot, right? 
So yeah. well, especially and when it's only fifty six games, yeah, everyone's gonna be within like six points. There's, there's gonna be, well, like I, I'm sure, we're, like we're gonna see, we're, you're gonna wind up seeing a fifth seeded team will be better in their division than a fourth seed in another one probably. But you're oh, gonna sure. see like between like your third to fifth, even your third to six is probably gonna be within ten points. And you're probably yep. just wondering at some point is like you know it's all it was was maybe two games. Two losses that turn around to be wins, and that's that should have won and everything. Yeah, but absolutely. if I, you know, be you know, had to put money down on it and everything, I'd say definitely Florida. Again, just want to experience Quenville there, and with Barkov and Huberto, really wanting to get up to that next level. I think they're going to be a lot to get in. Mm. Um, you know, I'd say Dallas as well. Uh, I remember, oh, yeah? a lot, I remember, I just remember from like with baseball this past year, where so many teams with COVID problems. And yeah. a lot of them actually came out surprising. So I'm a little intrigued to see that maybe happen with the Dallas Stars as well. Maybe as like a number four. You know what? We're going to see Tampa-Dallas first round maybe. A rematch of the finals in the first round. Oh, you know what? <laughs> actually, can I change to Dallas as the fourth in? Oh, no. Oh, you might be right. Actually, history loves to do that. The hockey gods love to do that. Uh, but yeah, so that's good. So so I can see then it really truly being down between like your Carolina and Nashville there, uh, fighting it out and one sorry your Carolina yeah Columbus and Nashville fighting it out. Okay. Yeah, it's Carolina, Columbus, and Nashville. Yeah, fighting it yep, out for yep. one or two spots. And you know, I, I want to I want to lean toward like again Columbus is such an unknown. But yeah. Nashville has the pieces. They just cannot ever seem to get it going the last few years. And I, you know, I'm not putting any money on John Hines to get the job done. But Carolina looks pretty intriguing. Uh, as long as Peter Mrazic can stay healthy and net there and carry the load. You know, yeah. I think uh, the storm will knock away the Predators there perhaps. But again, it's going huh. to come right down to the wire there. I'm sh- oh, of course it will be. But yeah, so if if I you know if I had to say I, I'd probably go along saying Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina, and Dallas will make the playoffs in the Central. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, you know what? I think I think I'm going to stick with what I what I originally said. But I will agree with you that it would be very intriguing to see Dallas in that fourth spot if it is Tampa at that one. Uh, just because seeing that rematch would be uh, would be very interesting to say the least uh, between those two teams. <laughs> and you know we'll slide on keep on going a little more east and the division with the least uh disastrous unknown completely you know mind-blowing uh possible eight teams in the division paired up with each other or squared I up mean, with each other there it's uh the this east. division <laughs> this this division is literally the you could bust to each of your games division yeah uh you know like with how close they actually are i mean I think that Washington or Washington or Philly, they're the most Southern team in this division. So that kind of shows you how close you really are. I mean, if you're in New Jersey, you're going to be busting over to, to play the Rangers and, and the Islanders. Uh, well, you so just get them gonna... busting every game, save up on money during COVID. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this division is just going to be absolutely bonkers. I mean, I think that I personally see in this division... 
Yeah, it's it's so hard because you kind of got you go, you have to say the favorites of the division of years past. One has to drop off. That's the logic each and every year. You kind of always think like, okay, well, are Washington or Pittsburgh going to drop off finally because they're always there. Um, Boston, you know, they obviously lost Chara there, so that's a huge lot. Like that's a big presence that's kind of been lost, and and then you know you lose Krug, and there's a couple of changes going in and around, and can they kind of sustain what they've done the last couple of years, and, and you know even you know always either going to the second round they went to the finals a couple years ago can boston keep it going and in a division which for them is even harder than last year because it it got a lot harder for the bruins than the division last year like let's be 100 percent real so yeah they don't have auto or detroit (laughs) yeah they can't rely on easy points like the only easy points you can maybe say are the devils and potentially the buffalo sabers but you know, the Sabres are quite potent offensively now with Taylor Hall there. Uh, and if Skinner can actually live up to his massive contract that's going to bite the Sabres in the ass for years to come and keep them out of the playoffs, I mean, we'll see. But after that, you have six teams <laughs> fighting for four spots. Yeah, all $9 like, million. Uh, certainly getting his wealth right now on the fourth line for the Sabres there. Yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Washington will still be there. I'm going to say Philly and the Islanders will all be there. And then it's just going to be an absolute gong show, Pittsburgh, uh, Boston. And then New York is kind of that surprising team that if it clicks, they might even steal third spot from a team, you know? Uh, so I, I don't know if I, my gut had to tell me. My gut would say, please, New York Rangers, you you got to just surprise everybody. And then even Lafreniere will just, the hockey gods will give him uh, give him playoff experience in his first year. Well, they certainly surprised themselves the other night in their home opener, getting trounced by the Isles. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I, like, I definitely say that the Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals, I'm having those three all as a yeah. lock to make in the playoffs. Okay. Um, I think you'll see Pittsburgh finish in the third spot. Yeah. I, uh, no. Not for <laughs> me. Not for me. Pittsburgh's fighting for fourth for me. I see, I actually do see the Philadelphia Flyers winning the division. Yeah, I was about to see that as well. Well, because well, I'm just thinking now, too, because, of course, whenever Crosby and Ovechkin play each other in elimination games or series, whoever wins, wins the overall championship. Um, so I think that's why I'd have to lean maybe towards saying Capitals maybe get first, just so we get Flyers-Penguins first round. Just, just you know, so you have to go along with those. But, I, I like, one thing I will say is I do not see the Bruins making the playoffs this year. I do not see them finishing top four. Yeah. Um, I, I think just losing Krug and chair on the back end like that's a lot of spark and energy and characteristic and a lot of character in their dressing room leadership too yeah all that i i think that's going to be a massive blow to them you know certainly i think there's maybe a little more things here with tuka rask maybe because the media keeps bringing it up and if the media could ever shut up about him you know dipping immediately out of the bubble last year because of a family emergency like, Yo, literally because of his daughter thing exactly yeah, literally because of his daughter exactly it's like people shut up you know Where, where's your humanity and everything here but I, yeah but he's also in the last year's contract and there's been a lot for, even though he's 33 he's gonna be 34 in march there's a lot of talk that he's done after this season he's gonna retire go back could to see Finland's. yeah uh, see but it. but i do think that this is and again david Pasternak, <laughs> he's out several weeks and this short mm-hmm. season that's a lot you're gonna miss out from him so yeah. I don't, I do not see Boston making the playoffs, and for that last spot there, Buffalo did good in their off season. They've certainly changed things up a little bit, 
but I do. They gotta get an upgrade in net. I'm sorry, but your your two goalies there, that no. they're not gonna get the job for you. I I'm kind of surprised. Ah, I'm not surprised they didn't do anything in net during this past off season. They just let it be and they focus on yeah. maybe a little other stuff, <laughs> specifically the front office. Um, <laughs> but I do not. <laughs> but I do not see uh, like you know Carter Hutton or Linus Allmark you know, carrying this team into a playoff spot. I just do not see it from either one of those guys. Um, I do think though Rasmus Dallin is going to have a great breakout season here as much as yeah, one he, can in he, a walkout shortened year. He, he looked good last night. He took two dumb penalties. He, he uh, You could tell it's kind of the first game jitters kind of hit him in a way. But, you know, when he has that puck, he he players get scared of him now on the puck, which is, which is tremendous respect to have at that age. Uh, and he's definitely, um, well, he looks better than Carlson did. He's not giving the puck away like a mm-hmm. madman. So I, I can definitely see him being the next, like, Swedish back-end star in the league uh, for sure. Like, I think he'll live up to that hype of being the first overall. Yeah. And somebody who I personally don't see living up to the hype is, you know, just little in the, is just moving over down to New Jersey. And with all, you know, Team that's fairly unknown as well, but I I'm not buying to all the hype with your Jack Hughes and everything there no. still. Um, obviously, I hope he proves me wrong, first overall pick and everything like that. But I don't see him being an elite first line set, like you know maybe first line centerman, but not an elite guy to take home no. uh, or bring success to the franchise and everything. And it was so so I, I think with New Jersey, it's they they made some changes. They definitely improved their back ends. Yeah. forward it's a little suspicious looking at everything and in net it's total wild cards as well with a couple of woods in there yeah but so same thing i don't see the devils i think the devils may improve a little bit but i don't see them being able to contend and i, I think they'll actually improve for by next year because uh, their gm yeah. fitzgerald has actually done a good job with the transactions that he's made but i think you will see it come down between the islanders and the rangers uh, for that last playoff spot and as okay. much as I just want to say the Rangers, just because of all the young talent they have there, I think that, again, the the leadership of Trotz, um, you know, seeing the, the Islanders have all that success at the beginning of last season and then carrying through into the playoffs there, I, I yeah. think that's going to elevate them more than the Rangers there. Yeah, he's definitely brought a level of an even keel... Uh, sort of approach the team definitely doesn't it doesn't it doesn't get too hot too cold it just seems like there's a level of excellence which he wants them to hold at and when they have the dip they get back up to that level of excellence and they hold and it's the success is shining through that's why i that's why i kind of had them as a lock for me because over pittsburgh i i genuinely think that they're just going to continue to improve and you know, Barzal, I think it's it's kind of interesting. He um yeah, he got that extension like we chatted about, but I think he was looking for more money and I think for the next three years he's gonna want to absolutely tear it up to show that he deserves to get, you know, not uh not seven figures, but eight figures on that dollar on that dollar AAV in a couple of years. Well, the last year in that third year is he's getting paid ten million dollars, so that, that, that'll be his starting number probably come then for sure yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I, I well that, that's yeah <laughs> but i think uh with all like little as uh paul bissonette likes to call them all the honey badgers that the islanders have where the guys who are just willing to outdo all the other guys in every category um 
just you know, just for like all the battles and everything out there and gains the pucks. I, I think the Islanders, their their willpower will be there more than the younger Rangers team uh, yeah. for this season. But and, and you know it's it's just a lot of the other guys there too on their top two lines being able to carry them for the Islanders there. You know whether it's your Lee or your Nelson. But I, I think, you know, Panarin's going to put up a great fight there towards the end. I think he's going to really contend maybe for the Art Ross as well. But yeah. I, I think I, I think I see the Islanders, uh, you know, carrying it off into there. And that's kind of why, you know, Capitals and Islanders, they have a lot of history playing each other in the playoffs. Flyers and Penguins as well. So I honestly think you're going to see Capitals and Islanders and Flyers-Penguins in that first round. Okay. And also, I just want to say, because we've all said this, I hate making predictions at the beginning of the season yep. because it's like, yeah, you know, whatever can happen with, it, with like injuries and everything or whatever, especially now with COVID with a little buggy <laughs> in your system. Yep. But it, but I also find it with just trade when like I, I, or I always love waiting till the trade deadline because then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you can't make any trades. The roster, the players that you have, that's who you have to go with. It's set. Like you can yeah. See, you know, again, you can see any one of these teams we predicted make the playoffs or even finish up top, get injured, or lose like a significant injury or someone gets unfortunately hit by COVID there. But you know, when it comes down to making some trades and everything though, and you get the right pieces in there, it's, it's a whole different ball game. So, so personally for myself, this is what I see today and now, but come after the trade deadline, it'll probably, you know, obviously it seems a little different and everything. I think you can say where some teams will be or the promising teams to qualify for the playoffs, but yeah. For for yeah. now, it's just like this is who I think, and uh, no, yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I honestly hate having to do it before a season, just because it's there's so much obviously you know season to play, just to get yeah. out there. Well, in that but division, course, like you know, I was gonna say yeah, in no, that no, go it, no, no, I was gonna say in that division, it, it, it's it's kind of interesting because uh, the Islanders are a fascinating team to me because they made some moves last year, um, and and then it's kind of like okay, well, their team seems pretty set to me it, it doesn't seem like they want to do too much with the team maybe on the back end they'd maybe kind of do some stuff but they have all of their picks I mean, they have colorado second rounder but they have all of their picks in the next three years i think for them it's going to come down to you know they have a lot of their top six top seven forwards locked into deals so i think it's time to kind of build up your prospect pool in the next couple of years and kind of stick out with what they have and i think that what they have is enough to get them to the playoffs that's kind of why i'm choosing them um i mean it's nothing i mean i always want to say uh sydney crosby it's like a lock in the playoffs but it's just one of those things where i don't know it's it's really weird it's it's such an off year philly just seems stronger washington seems like they're going to be better than last year after the drop-off they had i mean they added that that you could uh, literally a big presence in zendano chara uh so you know i just don't see i just don't see the islanders with like you said trots falling off where they go out uh so yeah but that's why i think the rangers are going to surprise like i think pittsburgh falls out that's my that's my shock Ooh. prediction of that division and of many of the divisions actually putting a bold point on that one yeah we're sending the penguins to the arctic to see how they survive with the polar bears well, so with all that said and done, who do you think is going to come away to uh, being Lord Stanley Cup champion this year, and who are they defeating? And, I mean, <laughs> you are right. I think we'll have to do another prediction round when the when the trade deadline is done because we don't even know what the trade deadline is going to look like this year. So I, we'll see and wait, and hopefully by then, uh, you know, we, we get an idea. But uh, 
I think before we sign off, uh, I think you mentioned you had a couple of updates uh, that, that you well, wanted to well, throw well, in well, there. Yeah. But who do you think is looking as a Stanley like a favorite this year? Oh, fuck. Already. This is like, this is, yeah. Okay. Well, if I had to pick, Colorado's too easy, right? Yeah. Everyone's picking Colorado. It's just. And Tampa is too easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Here, here. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go with Vegas. I think Mark Stone as captain, I think that's going to be something. I, I think there's something there. There's 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 something going on where, I don't know, the odds are in their favor, I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, you're betting on the house, eh? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bet on the house, and the house is the uh, is 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 a, is led by a golden knight. So we'll see if that we'll see if the castle. Uh, it's not the house; it's the castle, Spencer. I'm betting on the castle. <laughs> and well, and who do you think Vegas is gonna f- see? Because the interesting thing this year too is that the first two rounds you play against your own division, but when it comes down to the final four, it's just reseeded. So we could very well see two Eastern teams or two Western teams in the Stanley Cup Finals, which would be you know, just hilarious in itself there. I'm going to go with the Flyers in the final. I was high on I was high on them last year, uh, but I think that they've improved. I think they're going to be better. I think that Giroux's finally going to get to be in a finals. <laughs> well, see, it's actually funny because, I, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm in total agreement with, I, I think it's just so easy to pick Colorado, and it's fairly easy to pick Tampa Bay as well. Um but I, I'm kind of leaning towards Philadelphia being nice. crowned Stanley Cup eh? champion this year. Yeah. Well, winning it all. And as to who they will defeat in the finals, though, I don't know. I, can, I, I just see the total meme of two same like prior conference teams' locations playing in the finals. So Tampa? Um, <laughs> well, I mean... Could we finally see another Canadian team make it into the finals? <laughs> We've been very quiet on the North in this division. I mean, in this episode. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see... Um, yeah, no. I just don't see which Canadian team could go to the final. Oh, no, yeah. Same, exactly. <laughs> next but, uh, year, next year, I would say that it would be... I think that next year more Canadian teams will take steps forward to the point where I'll be able to say, okay, well, there's a chance here, but not this year. You know what? I'm going to say Philadelphia is going to win the Stanley Cup and they are going to defeat... They're going to defeat Colorado in the finals. In before, it's like Tampa Bay versus a random, random ass team, yeah. and they win the yeah. cup again, back to back. We just didn't predict it again, just like Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. So we'll see. Uh, exactly. It's terrible to make picks this early, but I guess, yeah, I guess I'll leave it there. And brings out the I'll fun look. and joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, uh, other than that, for all of our fun predictions there, there was a couple other little news uh, made headlines this past week for in the ECHL the. Uh, third highest league here in north america right between the ahl and sphl but the echl is welcoming two new franchises to their league starting next season uh where they will be introducing a team being played out in coralville iowa and an additional team in trois Rivières, quebec where obviously trois Rivières is going to be 
affiliated with uh, Laval Rocket, who is with Montreal Canadiens. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Coralville is... I think they're going around, like, either Chicago or Minnesota, last I heard. Yeah. I mean, I first off, they're going to be playing in Iowa, which is in the middle of nowhere. So... <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. I'm just going to chirp. You Iowans, I'm chirping you right now. You should be blessed well, that you're well, getting I'm some sure hockey. I'm sure for the state, people are in there. It's like, where are we? They're like, I, uh, uh. Yeah. They, yeah, you literally get to pronounce a bunch of a bunch of sounds to make a, how, yeah, honestly, how did that even happen? How, who named Iowa? Like, I, mean, I don't want to. I mean, they named Kansas and Arkansas difference, uh, different sounds, despite the friggin' two. You know, I called it being I called very it, close and resembled. <laughs> I called it Arkansas. Or, uh, sorry, I called it Arkansas for the longest time, bro. I think it. I think it. I think it took me up until maybe grade four 11. or five. No, not that long. <laughs> not that long. That would be terrible. But uh, I think it. I, <laughs> no, but I think somebody, a teacher, corrected me. Like, what Arkansas? What do you? What do you mean? Is that like? No, I'm like Arkansas, like the state. They're like. Son, it's son, it's Arkansas. I was like, <laughs> how? <laughs> I I think the uh, fuck yeah America video had come out back when I was in grade four, so I think that that about explained everything that you needed to know about the U.S. and naming their states. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, other than that, you know, it's not pretty much wind up our episode here. Is yep. the season's on? Uh, all the entertainment to look forward to, and get to sit back and relax. With hockey being back, it's a far better reason to not get COVID by going outdoors. You can stay in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, we have a reason to stay in, that's for sure. Yeah. So, you know, other than that, you know, we'll send it off there. And thank you all for listening in again. We hope you enjoyed our predictions and have a little thoughts, maybe what we said. Or if you completely disagree, we'd love to hear you banter away with us and tell us why we're wrong and all. And, uh, you know, who you think is going to be a Stanley Cup champions or other predictions and who you think will and will not make the flow season but other than that you know that will wrap up this episode like Shea Weber going around the net getting a wraparound goal and we'll see you on the next shift